Welcome to the MedMan Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. I'm Jesse Arnoldson. And I'm Jay Holmes. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's program. Hello, and welcome to the MedMan Podcast. We're back again with Jason Orman of Bingham Memorial in Eastern Idaho. Thanks for being on again, Jason. You bet. Thanks, Jesse. Of course. Now, Jason, you're the PSO Director of Business Development and Analytics at Bingham Memorial. I want to talk more big picture stuff. Let's sure. let's jump in. Tell me a little bit about Bingham Memorial and what the future looks like for the team that you're working with. You know, again, I love that you sent me the questions because I, I love to digest them and think about them. And I've spent a lot of time on that one. Um, just the words, you know, tell me about the future. Woo! Wish yeah. I had a call to truly accurately predict that. Yeah. You know, let me just say, you know, real briefly, for those that aren't familiar with Bingham Memorial Hospital, so located in Blackfoot, Idaho, the bustling, booming, massive metropolitan of 15,000 uh, <laughs> souls. However, the you know, geographical service area is considerably larger with the surrounding towns. And, uh, you know, Bingham Healthcare, which is not just the hospital, it's actually the, the organization as a whole. We now have assets in Pocatello, uh, Blackfoot, Shelley, Idaho Falls. We send physicians to other critical access hospitals throughout the region and area as well. So, you know, the, the critical access designation is those that uh, are familiar with that. It has to be a 25 bed or less facility. And uh, typically, it has to be 50 miles or further away from a larger competing hospital. Bingham is much closer than that. You've got Portland Medical Center in Pocatello, and then you've actually got Mountain View and Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center in Idaho Falls. Uh, however, they were, were grandfathered in, and I can't remember exactly the year of that, but uh, we sit in a very unique pod of opportunity. We are not like a Caribou Memorial or think of uh, Salmon, Idaho, those are very much, you know, for sure, isolated and, and truly community communities just lean heavily on, on those areas. Bingham, the residents actually have opportunity and choice very close to their fingertips, per se. It's a 20, I think it's literally 22 miles from door to door from Portneuf to Bingham. And I can't remember exactly the mileage from uh, Ermac to Bingham, but it's just a little bit further. And so there, there's market choice. And right. yet Bingham has been able to flourish in an environment with such market choice. And I, I really attribute it to probably one main factor, one main attribute, and it's the emphasis on compassionate care. That is just a huge, huge focus within the organization, which is very patient-centric. We want to make sure that the patient is truly taken care of. And that doesn't mean that, you know, hey, we got your MRI and so see you later. You're taken care of. There's a lot more to that. You know, we know that, that successful organizations within the healthcare industry have a high level of patient engagement. And that's been one of the key focuses with Bingham Healthcare. That makes sense. That's awesome. Well, Jason, I think you belong to an organization that is constantly moving, very aggressive. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a good way, very aggressive, constantly progressing. 
I don't believe for a second that that can be done without a strategic plan in mind. How do you guys set your strategy? How do you predict or forecast where you should be next year, three years from now and beyond? How do you guys set that? Well, Jesse, I didn't want to reveal the secret, but we... Yeah, secret, yeah. Yeah, uh, be careful here. (laughs) You know, best laid plans, right? So we do spend a tremendous amount of time evaluating and uh, trying to lay the best approach to what we perceive as the need. But we also are very, very nimble. And I think that's been one of the key components. Because we're really community-centric, we're very, I want to say small town approach to a certain extent, right? but we don't have to call back to stock share holders, right? To say, Hey, here's a great idea. And, and I know that you're back in, you know, state X over there, but you know, here in Southeast Idaho, which doesn't seem to meet most market analysis applied across the United States. And if you question that, go ahead and get into the restaurant business. They'll always tell you, Oh, there's plenty of people. You'll be successful. <laughs> But we actually have the ability to be extremely nimble, like within days to say, hey, here's an opportunity. Here's the analysis. Here's what we believe would be the right approach and let's execute it. And then the ability to have a team that is accustomed to executing something so critical as here's a whole new service line. Here's a whole new service area. And and we can get it done in a very, very short period of time. Now that's that's been a, a huge key to Bingham's success. You know, the, the other key is like every organization, when you have a failure or a misstep, you have to admit it quickly, right? And um, what's the old saying? Fail often and fail fast. Yes. Right? I, I love that. Um, not that that's our goal, by the way. That's not our strategy plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fail fast. Let's go forward. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a great example of this right now on, on the international theater is SpaceX, right? Every time a rocket crash, there's so many people like, oh my gosh, they don't know what they're doing. They're wasting millions of dollars. And I, I really love to listen to Elon Musk's response. He'll be like, you know, we learned so much from that. Yeah. And right? he means it. That's not just yep. fluffy speak for, hey, we screwed up. He means it. And it's really quite amazing. And so his team, I feel like, has a very high level of, oh, Mark Baker's going to love me for this, having a high level of fluidity. He loves that word. Right. And I, but they really do. They're like, hey, we're all focused here today. We found out this isn't right. And today we mid-step moved here. One thing that's really interesting, I came across um, some information about the early Apollo program. And I dedicate some time every morning to do personal study. I do about 30 minutes of reading. And then that, that gives me enough time for my pre-workout to kick in. And then I yeah. work out. For an hour. There you go. But I, I stumbled on this wonderful article of, of Von Brown. And prior to email, I can't remember what they call them, something notes. But he required that every department manager write down notes and send them all to him. And it was every, every Monday morning, all the notes from all the departments, right? Think of the early NASA would come into him and Von Brown would literally sit there with his pen and say, I really appreciate what you're saying here. I think you should get a hold of so-and-so over in building seven, right? And then he would send it back to them. And if someone sent him a report that said nothing new to report, 
he was concerned. He would go, what is going on? Why is there nothing new to report? You either failed or you succeeded. Something happened, right? Well, that's that's truly kind of what Elon's doing. And I feel like that's what we're doing at Bingham. We have a great system of return and report. And we've got a great culture of that. And I would easily apply that to, you know, all the, the listeners that have joined you and, and organizations that MedMan gets to work with, that they've certainly applied that similar technique. I love that. I feel like what you spoke to is, is one half of the formula for organizations like MedMan or like Bingham. You, you, I feel like you spoke to, you're speaking to the traction side. How do you get things done? Right? Like how do you make a plan? How do you take strategic initiatives and make sure that they don't just end up as frustrated and unrealized dreams, right? Because that you can have all the vision in the world, but if you can't figure out how to gain traction on it, you aren't going to get anywhere. So I love the nimbleness. I love the communication. All of those things help you accomplish your vision. Tell me a little bit about the other side of the coin. How do you create a vision or what does your guys' vision look like? Where, where do you guys want to be? Without revealing the 57 ingredients in the secret sauce, right? <laughs> Our vision is very, very simple. We, we just want to continue to be the region's most relied upon healthcare system. And uh, I'll be totally honest with you, Jesse. I don't think that there's a healthcare system out there that wants to be known as the, the one you don't want to be at. Yeah, we're okay being the somewhat reliable healthcare system, right? You should have, this is the worst thing you could have, right? We're your last option, healthcare yeah. system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should pull in. <laughs> and yet some systems, it seems like they're striving for that. <laughs> they're actively well, trying to be that. <laughs> you know, that's unfortunate. One of the, the great things, I think, when you have a healthy healthcare market is that all of the competitors are striving for the same goal, which is to be the region's most relied upon health system, which means we have quality care that has high level of patient engagement. So certainly that's Bingham's goal. That's what we're doing. And and in all honesty, I hope and pray, and I do believe that it's our competitor's goal too. And, uh, you know, earlier we talked about how I had the opportunity to you know, be a Pocatello resident for the majority of my life. And I really do want the best for Pocatello. And what could be better than two healthcare systems figuring out how to provide help more affordably at a higher level of quality? Who wins? The community. So here we've got this I-15 corridor, and we're a major contributor to all of those communities benefiting from everyone striving to at least compete and match their competitor. So there are, there are things that we do incredibly well, and there are things that some other systems do better. And uh, we make that measurement. We go at it, we look at it like, hey, uh, you know, healthcare system X, it's doing this. Is that something that we should engage in? You know, if so, how can we do it better, right? Because you don't want to meet and match, right? That's that's just right. business, you know. Hey, they made a yo-yo. We can make one too. Well, we've got to make yeah. a yo-yo. <laughs> I love it. Love it. How do you, you know, when you go in to kind of help set the vision or set the strategic plan, what do you do to get your kind of juices flowing to start talking big picture? 
Oh, that's, that's a great question. You know, our, our CEO, Jake Erickson, he's got incredible insight. And uh, this last go around, we actually just did our three-year strategic plan last year. And, and we brought in an outside speaker that has worked in the Colorado health systems for many, many years and worked several other states. And uh, he was just a, a very highly skilled, much like you know, we had earlier talked about Tracy Farnsworth, but you know, this individual was very skilled at talking about the why. Why are we in the business of healthcare, right? And he tapped into our emotional intelligence about that. But, but more importantly, it really challenged each one of us present, why am I here? Is it a check or is it more? And, um, you know, certainly we, we all go to work so that we can live. Yep. But I'm wired to the point where I personally have to absolutely love what I'm doing or I will change. If I'm not in love, if I do not believe that I'm contributing, then I, I lose my desire to continue. It, it's just a young age of 48. I finally figured out one of the keys to Jason Orman's life. And I have to love what I do. And fortunately, I do. I love what I do. So that, I think, was key for us organizationally is to define the why. And once we defined the why, it was much easier for us to say, so how? How do we deliver that? And those hows became part of our strategy plan. They really did. They became the pillars of our strategy. I love it. I love it. Well, Jason, thank you for sharing all of your insight and stories from the Pocatello Women's Clinic to being a memorial. Eastern Idaho is a very special place. And the site of a lot of really cool healthcare innovation. And it's just fun to see you get to be in the middle of it, creating a bunch of it. It is a, it's a riot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on Jason. And for thanks, everybody Jim. else, I hope that a lot you were able to, to listen to a lot of this and, and gain some insight into how you create a good vision and how you then move forward and create traction on it. Before you get too far, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all of the current episodes and other information coming out of the MedMan podcast. We'll see you all soon. Thanks for tuning in to the MedMan podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at MedMan.com.